Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 228 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan, broadcasting to you from a audio device that isn't absolutely terrible. Joined as always by my partner in crime, worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. The ineffable, effervescent, cargo shippable Sir John. Oh, hello. Oh, oh he's effable. <laughs> In fact, yeah. drop a lot of Fs. <laughs> uh, conveniently, for for dynamic contrast purposes, uh, right next to Sir John is Big Jeff. Hey, everybody. Like the littlest guy and the biggest guy. We always put them together. Oh, I thought you were calling Jeff dark-skinned. No. No, no. We, <laughs> we don't do that. Um, <laughs> and, and here we go. Yes. Uh, and of course, Scotty from the block is back on the block because he can't get enough of hanging out after Lodge. Welcome back, Scotty. I'm here. He is here. Uh, and I'm going to be there tomorrow. It's about time. I may or may not be. I'm not sure. You but, may oh, should be. What I can arrange. I know it should be. You should but be. It may not be. Well, uh, I'm going to Scotty's Lodge. Uh, tomorrow. What are you doing exactly? Me? Yeah. I am. Uh, oh, oh, I, I did look that up. So I'm. Uh, I'm gonna sit in your chair, while your old chair. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the big guy. Oh, you know that part? Do I know that part? Yes, I know that part. <laughs> I wish I would have known that last year. Jeez. Uh. So I. Uh. I learned that. Oh, so we had one of our, well, I always call him our lodge patron, um, but, but he used to do that with the district degree team. And then when he started kind of retiring out of stuff, I learned it to fill in for him once. And then I get pulled around to do it all the time. You, you doing it with the past master society? Uh, I don't. Uh, I've. I mean, I've. Sometimes they call me, so I guess technically I've done it with them. But I'm not part of their official degree team. Uh, the past master society is interesting for me. I paid them some money. I took the past master's degree. I took Bruce back out there once, and yeah, that's it. That's the only time I've been it. back. I've yet to do it. <laughs> yeah. um, it was fun though. I definitely don't regret doing it. Yeah, I. But but have you been back? <laughs> I mean, no. They they only meet like not very often. Twice Four a times year. a year. Twice. Yeah, it's twice. 
Um, so I, I usually try to take the... Oh, no, I did I did go back another time. Did, Bruce, did you go the same time Grand Sensor Bob went? Uh, he was at mine. He was at the time I went through. Yeah. I yeah. think you went through a year late, though, didn't you? Yeah, well... well. Yeah, you it did. So, so we we all went US. January then. Yes. Yeah. So okay. So I I have only been back once. Uh, I was thinking it was twice because I remember taking taking uh, Grand Center Bob, but then I remember the two of you went the same time. So, and I was trying to get Mike to go too, and he didn't come for some reason. Uh, it it is a. I mean, the degree is the only reason to go, and so if I'm not taking somebody... Plus, it's always the same day as our chili cook-off. And... The, next, the next one's a Saturday after Thanksgiving, I believe. Uh, that sounds right, yeah. Uh, I, I should go. I was supposed to go... The way my lodge did it was is that they would have the master go the, to the first one to get... To, and the lodge would pay for it. But uh, that's about the time when my appendix went bad. So, mm -hmm. yay. Now that I think about it, I uh, I'm think that Ray and I volunteered our lodge to host one of these because they book it like five years in advance. So somebody's probably going to get a surprise when they have to <laughs> plan to host the Past Master Society. Um. I'd forgotten. Or give us like three days notice. Well, or they'll probably just show up because somebody was supposed to put it on a calendar, and I don't remember if or when we did that. So I'll ask Ray. Probably contact him and find out. Ray Ray knows these things. He's he's the guy. He's the guy. The guy. Like everybody thinks that the secretary runs our lodge, but I'm just the face. Like the the man behind the curtain is our treasurer, who actually pulls all the strings, not just the purse strings. I'll tell you what, man. The uh, guy going through tomorrow night. Wow, that's a big oh. echo. The guy going through tomorrow yeah, night, he's he's a real good guy, and I think that um, this would be a good one to see. Uh, he's a, He has always been honest about his intentions of masonry. It's, it's really neat. Like, he's been very upfront about, like, He's like, dude, I just want to learn. And he's like, and I'll do what I got to do to get there. So sure enough, I had him hauling tables after our uh, car show and <laughs> put him to work early. It's the only way to do it. So uh, you're, you're telling me that there's going to be lots of undue levity? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, he's a customs officer, so I don't, I don't know how oh, undue it will great. be. The cops are always the worst. Like, for he's that. got access to the storeroom where they keep all the stuff. He said he's more of like oh. a manager type. He quite do. Oh, so he's got the keys to the storeroom. I'm expecting After Lodge to be abnormally special, Scotty. Don't don't let me down. I, I want in. I want in one of those containers. She don't lie. She don't lie. She don't lie. I'm I'm coming down. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna do it in a storage container. <laughs> Laying around in a bunch of like counterfeit Gucci bags out of our minds on snort. <laughs> Welcome to the Afterlife yeah. Podcast. Ah! 
<laughs> Where can I sign we, up for that? We found the customs forfeiture locker, <laughs> and uh, we're having a good time. We're, we're going to have lodge here now. That's This is where our lodge is. <laughs> storage locker 322. Is this the storage is, locker an attendant body? It will be. Uh, it's about to be. It's about to be after your boy gets raised. Yeah. We're, no, he's a good guy. I'll he comes up and cuts right grass, to too. He does it all. Well, you got to be careful with those types because they tend to burn out quickly. Yeah. Well, we had a grass cutter once. He burned out. And our painter and our plumber and our carpenter, they never last. Well, he uh, he works nights, so he's up in the middle of the day after he wakes up. I mean, when I say middle of the day, like 2, 3 o'clock, he'll come up there and he'll um, mow grass, help out. And uh, the guy that's lecturing him will meet him up there and they'll get it all done during that. So it works out. We we need we need more we need more uh, types like that, Bruce. Why don't you? Uh, since Josh hasn't been delivering those petitions, customs agents. Yeah, we we need all sorts. We I'll I'll get right on that. Right now, we've just got the you entire know. maintenance crew from the Masonic Villages. We need to we need some customs well, you, workers, you, some more cops. Josh tried to recruit me to his old the old lodge that he's at. He he said, "Come over here. We're gonna make it great again." The mother lodge, because you know he's a member of like ten lodges, and that's just kind of how it works. I, I don't. He's like a sales guy. Like he goes to sell this company or product or whatever, and then he's gone before the product has to be delivered, and and moves on to the next one. This sounds like, like the, the Simpsons, Simpsons episode with the monorail. The monorail shit. Yes. <laughs> Suck it, bearded one. Great minds. Great yeah. minds. Mom, uh, you say? So. More of a Shelbyville idea. <gasps> <laughs> uh, I've yet to hear anything else on the uh, subject of last week. Uh, namely, our. Uh, well, we're not coming out of the closet. We're getting yanked out of the closet. Um, which isn't and nice. There, there, there's just suddenly job. not going to be a closet anymore. We're tearing the room down to make the bedroom bigger. It's not polite to do that to people. Like you're supposed to let them come out of the closet on their own. You don't. You don't go yanking them out in front of people. I think I'm quoting Harlan when I say that our location is the worst kept secret. Yes, but that's what makes it so much fun. Is is like because like it's the secret that everybody knows. And and it's we like can pretend cool that nobody that's knows underground or something, or that you have to open a phone booth to get into. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. Like that. So, I mean, I guess we're, <laughs> we can keep doing that. Like, there's no reason I know of to stop our shtick about. Do you have you read a copy of this article yet? Uh, I have not. I have not. He was supposed to send me one, and of course, uh, I never got it. So that's. <laughs> There's an article? Well, there's the committee report that's going to be in everyone's oh. Grand Lodge book. That's right. If I don't make it to Grand Lodge, somebody needs to grab me an extra one just so I can read that. Jeff, you know that they never print enough of those things, and they're very yes, hard to come by. Aware. Well, just take a picture of the damn thing. No, that's, that's, that's 
I need my Sheldon Cooper sarcasm sign. Every time when Grand Lodge ends, there's like a, a 20 foot a, a truck trail full of, of those things that. That yeah. hotel that everybody's cars. Yeah. Yeah. They. I mean, there's always a little. I've, I've got one of my multiple copies of last year. I, I somehow ended uh, up with three copies last year, and I don't know how, considering well, it's only two days. Because every copy they get rid of is one more. When when you go as a master, you get ten times as many materials. You walk out of there with thirty pounds hanging around your neck. Yeah, but you you get the cool Masonic party favors. Those are always fun. Well, that's true. Uh, somewhere I I've still got my. my uh, oh, did what did what did you get? I got like the cool pen with the with the level in it. When I went as master. It was actually handy. I don't. I never used it, but it was cool that there's a pen with a bubble level in it. I, I got a fun size square and compass. It's not. It doesn't do anything. But fun size. <laughs> <laughs> what it was. Square angles are really tiny things. Now. Well, I, speaking of Grand Lodge, I actually spoke to the guy that's going to be mastered, the Grandmaster next year. I said, so hey, what do I need to do at this uh this year's Grand Lodge? Like, no one's contacting me or whatever. He goes, no, next year. So it's for 2020. Yeah, that's that's what we told you, man. Yeah. No, we understood it was was for this year that I had to go. And you're on something. this year's committee doing next year's Grand Lodge. So so, but he said I don't even have to be there. Not not this year, no. I mean, you Just should like show you up. get added to any other committee. You should show up. So I've never been on your, a committee before. You want to get your envelope because it's got your, your cool little nameplate and stuff in it. Because um, you get to be worshipful, Scotty, from the block for the entirety of next year. Um, so that's no. cool. I don't, I don't want to go. <laughs> Well, you don't have to go to the whole thing. Just show up Tuesday, like right after lunch, and walk up there and and claim your envelope. You could do it. I think as early as Tuesday morning if they got the stuff ready. Grab your envelope and uh, then head out. You don't even have to talk to anybody. Let me rephrase that. I don't want to go, not because I don't want to go. It's because I'd have to take a vacation day, and I don't want to take a vacation day. If that makes sense. Can't fault you for that. No, I mean, See, I, I, I want I want to go, but I don't have any more vacation days. That doesn't make sense to Harlan. Harlan just works when he wants. Yeah. Uh, so that's one way of looking at it, Bruce. The other way of looking at it is I work all the time, and so when I want to go to Grand Lodge, I I just go because I was going to be working all night anyway. Um, also, it doesn't stop clients from However calling you me. Word it. While I'm at Grand Lodge, if, if you recall seeing me run out of the room every 20 minutes because someone else is calling me. Um, I do. Like, somebody would say some stuff up there that was crazy, and i turn around and look at yeah. Harlan like, did you hear what he just said? Harlan would be outside of the thing. I just assumed yeah. you had to poop. I was yeah. sitting next to him, and then he just disappeared. I get, I get a lot of phone calls, and, and that's just how my day goes. Um Fortunately, people have learned not to bother me on certain Saturday nights because it's the only time I can live with actually just turning my phone off. Grand Lodge doesn't work that way because it's during the business week, during the day, and yeah. 
the problem with working for clients is that they don't understand the concept of vacation. They're paying you money and they want you now. Right. Um, there, there's no like, there's no management layer to insulate you. Um, and you know, when somebody's in jail, they, they don't understand the meaning of I'm busy. Right. <laughs> Cause they got nothing but time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I've got one guy, uh, today I just got a big envelope from the, the court down in, uh, in Marshallstown and I open it up and it's just this like book of letters that one of my clients has written every day to the judge asking oh, to let him out of here. And so he just bundled them all up and sent them to me. He was like, uh, you can put these like with a motion or something. Advise your client the- to stop writing me letters every single day. <laughs> guy's got a two year. So I was about to ask who sent them to you, the judge or the client. No, it was the judge. <laughs> like they came from his office. The client was just writing, you know, I guess you get time to write letters home or whatever. And, He's like, I'm just gonna write letters to the judge. That's um, not illegal, is it? Oh no, no. So I, I gotta say, I strongly him, encourage his action. So he, he's he's got a, a no two-year lower, more powerful force than the United States Postal System. Sure, it's a two-year deal. He's been in for four months, and there's been like one letter every day for the past three months. It's oh, just like Andy oh, Green getting his library. It's like Chinese <laughs> water torture. He's, I guess he thought maybe the judge is going to cut him loose on shock probation so he can stop having his staff read these letters. Because that's part of the thing is if you write a letter to the judge's office, like someone has to read it. That's They, they can't really get around that. So one of his staff people every day has to open the mail, read this guy's letter. Uh now that you mention does, it, does he respond? No, no. So he can't. Like that's why he sent him to me. I, I think that's the part that the client's missing is he the can't. judge can't. The judge can't just go talk to you. Like you have an attorney, he's not allowed. He's responding. It's a personal matter. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you were getting ready to say something good about the post office and i think that's the first time ever and for some reason i stopped you please continue with that (laughs) i say stuff good about the post office all the time my my entire profession exists on the top of the post office if the post went away there would be no lawyers if we had a producer on the show this would be where he would cut in the the 10 hours of material where you crap talk the post office for the last (laughs) five years but we don't so i I think you're thinking of uh of another more bearded drunk. No, that dude never crap talks the post office. Uh, Based on the episodes I remember, we're talking about who I think he was scared. I think I still have that video of the guy bleeping my package and walking right past my, uh, (laughs) believe it or not. I think about that from time to time. What are you thinking of John? Shit like that really bothers me. That pissed me off to absolutely no end. Because like, uh, he stopped right in front of my ring doorbell, <laughs> chirp, and then shoves it back in his bag and keeps trucking his happy ass down the block. Did you you did send that to like the postal service, right? Like the video. I thought I said th- I think I sent it to our local. 
Uh, In case you're curious why he even bothered to bring it with him on that loop, it's because the scanners have GPS in them, and his boss can see where he scanned that attempted at. So if nothing else, it needs to at least be in front of your door. Attempted. Well, yeah. I mean... Never mind the fact that I was on the Looks like he tried it sitting on my chair waiting for the package. He just knocked super quick. <laughs> you weren't quick enough, John. Uh, huh. So what is happening up in uh in your part of the world, John? Are you uh you master of another lodge yet? No. God Jesus Christ, no. Are you the? I, uh, um, at this point, I'm basically I've basically started telling everybody unless it's a a chaplain spot, I'm not interested. I got rope doped into Grand Commander jurisprudence this year. I'm the chair, um, and I'll I'll happily ride this term out, but I I don't foresee me continuing on just because it's like I said, it's uh, chaplain or leave me alone at this point or bust. You think you can make the trip out here about 26 times in uh, a year here in a couple years? I would love to have you as my chaplain. Well, you know, I told him that I want to be the chaplain, but he thinks I'm joking. You need a chaplain? Well, I don't know. They won't let me do it. I mean, he does need some prayer. I mean, yeah, hmm. that, that's a given. I would be but... more than okay with that. Johnny's coming it? on down. Just go ahead and um, uh, Bruce has got some room at his house. Oh, yeah. I've stayed there before. I want to make that oh. trip again sometime soon. Oh, John, I actually <laughs> have room at my house now. Uh, yeah, I'm but don't you have house. like fiddlebacks oh. living in your walls? Uh, not as many as I did a few months ago, but yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, no. Also, <laughs> I've got the snake that keeps them under control now. He just kind of oh, wanders right. around. Does his thing. Oh, you adopted the snake? Yeah, he's he lives around back. Uh, I see him from time to time. Silly Harlan. Snakes don't eat spiders. What is it? Just a garter or something? Or uh, It's that one that we, we talked about that came to my house after I let Tony come over for Passover. Um, the one that, you know, came to hang out with me while I was changing my oil. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a... I got a better fix on him. I took a picture to a guy I know that does a lot with snakes, and he said he said it was an eastern milk snake. Hmm. Whatever that means. So uh, venomous. Oh no, no, he's a he's a pretty docile little guy. I almost want to Google that now. I'll tell you what. I'll come over there. I'll stay at your house with the fiddle bags and the snake. When you guys come up here, we're going to go to my rustic cabin, and you can sleep on my deck with the bear. I'll never sleep on your deck. I can like a nickname or no, metaphor. <laughs> it's a bear. <laughs> I can I can deal with bears. I'm I'm more scared of the moose. Um, did you guys see that, uh, that? Spiders. Hold on. Spiders and snakes, John, are are pests. Bears are predators. Yes, but a bear's not going to sneak into your shoe and bite your ankle when you put your boot no. on and all of a sudden your foot swell up. Yeah, the bear lets you know when he's coming. The difference between can... shit in Minnesota that can kill you is you can see it coming from down the block. Yeah. 
Well, that's because anything that can survive the Minnesotan cold has to be big enough to be able to kill you. Yes. That, that's fair. Um, did you guys see that stuff with the elk in the National Park that was, like, flipping that, that lady and skewering her? No. No. And the, you, like did... one of the park workers had to go get his truck and like pull it in between this lady and this elk. Jesus. Was he trying to get a selfie with it? Is that the one? No, no, it was just this elk was having a bad day, I guess. Like it was so a bunch of this lady's ass. Yeah, there's a bunch of park tourists, and then she starts getting like gored by this elk, and everybody just whips out their cameras because you know that's America now. And, and is just, like, commentary filming this lady get attacked by this elk. It was all over the news, like, all week. Uh, there was some park worker got his truck and pulled his truck in between the lady and the elk. And then the elk's, like, trying to gore the side of his truck. Like, this thing was pissed. And I just remember thinking, this, is, this must be what it's like to live where John lives. And you just got to fear, like, the cute wildlife. At least it wasn't a moose. Just an elk. She wouldn't be alive. Yeah. Yeah, to dispatch a moose. Oh, and then there was that uh there was that bison that somebody got a video of it like flipping this dude three or four flips yeah, into the air. I've yeah, seen that one. Careening. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about a big animal. Decided I'm never going Weird to national parks again. Enough stuff do you watch, Harlan? It's just whatever's on the news in the morning. I know I'm never going to a national park. <laughs> what is the news you're watching? Uh, Good Morning America. <laughs> well, first well, off, guys, we have we an animal killed somebody today. Then he changes it over to InfoWars. Well, so <laughs> I watch the local evening news, but in the morning I'm a I like GMA. I, I'm I'm I would be lying if I said I didn't like Michael Strahan. I I you know <laughs> he is a, he is a very likable guy. Yeah, Who? he hosts Who a game it? show now. Like he, does he really? Yeah, yeah. He hosts that uh, whatever that that thing with the pyramids and whatever is ten thousand dollar pyramid, something oh. like that. All that I know about is big money, no whammies. Again, sounds like my sex life. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm paying the big money, there are whammies. <laughs> There are definitely whammies. Mm. Uh, let's see. So uh, I was also showing the guys, John, before you hopped on, our uh, our new website prototype that's going live this evening. Um, it ain't pretty but, yet, but... There's an, there's an After Lodge website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. Well, where do you go to get the RSS feed to know how to download our stuff? Well, I guess I guess we're on the the Play Store and iTunes, so Stitcher, that's true. E Potter. Yeah, don't rush me, Bruce. I'm not ready for that yet. Others. Um, what else is fun happening? Oh, I got the. You know, they let me read to the kindergartners this morning. Oh, that's right. Where'd you gonna read like the those poor bastards? Yeah, I read oh, the, no. uh, uh, Emperor's the Emperor's Clothes, clothes. Mm. and I thought I was going to teach some libertarianism to children. Um, turns out they were mostly just fixated on how funny it was that he was naked, uh, because kindergartners. Uh, did much you guys... Like, much like Bruce and Dick and Fart jokes, you're not going to get far. No. Well, they, they, 
they love the book. They love the story. They just didn't get the the moral. Um, a couple of them did, but most adults don't. <laughs> did well. That's true. Did you, you guys ever watch uh, that cartoon Recess back in the day? I'm way oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. So like the kindergartners and how they are in that show isn't too far off from real life. I don't remember the kindergartners. Uh, they were like the the tribal savages that like <laughs> oh. We're always trying to kidnap people and throw them in a pot. They ran around with spears and oh, now are, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, so they're kind of like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, but it, I had a blast. Uh, the power went out in the middle of my story, and nice. I had them so raptured that they they didn't even notice. They just kept going. Uh, my daughter got to sit with me while I did it. Uh, I sat in the big rocking chair, and she had a little chair next to me. She was beaming, grinning from ear to ear. Because, uh, you know, she's young enough that dad doing stuff around the school is cool. Uh, I'm waiting on her to get older, so it's more embarrassing. Yeah, that th- I think that happens about fifth grade, because Jack's second grade, and I show up for lunch, that have lunch with him at school, and he still thinks that's the best shit ever. So Greatest day ever. <laughs> right. Yeah, she was asking me when I'm going to come have lunch with her today, and I'm like, I forgot you could even do that. Because like, where I went to elementary school, you couldn't do that. No. And <laughs> it's probably they, a good thing. It wasn't exactly... They shackles from the desk just long enough to trundle down, get our gruel, and trundle back. Yeah. We had special days that, that, we, that my school allowed it, but no. it wasn't a regular thing. There was too many uh, safety My son's school... It's allowed, like, any time from what I understand, but it's not, it doesn't really happen. Oh, yeah. So my daughter's school, they've got, like, a special table for when parents come and you get to bring a friend to eat with your mom or dad or whatever, and it's like a whole thing. Fancy. They're, yeah. They very much encourage, uh, encourage parental involvement here, which is nice, and they ought to, uh, considering in my hands I'm I'm holding my property tax bill that I just got today. <laughs> um, good lord! So I buy a house that's three times the value of the house that I had before. You would think that my property taxes would be roughly three times what they were before. Um, but no, they are in fact almost 10 times what they were before. Wow. Uh, No, wait, I did that wrong. It's eight times. Sorry. Eight times. I'm bad at math. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But that means that the taxes here are more than twice what they were in after Lodge town. Um, it's, I cried a little today when I opened it. I knew it was coming. I knew the taxes here were awful. I just, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to hold the bill from the sheriff in your hand. Like, oh, oh, I got to pay this. So you made sure that the wife, you get to pay it. See America, America. Yeah. I made sure that the wife took a good hard look at it since, you know, I'm, I'm rubbing in every time we have to spend an inordinate amount of money or something awful happens here. It's always like, see, shouldn't have made me move. <laughs> oh, so it's her idea. Oh, are you kidding? Oh God, me? yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I came up here kicking and screaming 
the whole way. Well, um, we've been blaming women since the first book in the Bible, so. I mean, I was okay with, like, having a bigger house. Like, I enjoy having more space in my home. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have, like, way more space. This house is more than three times the size of my other one. I've got so much space. It's crazy. Uh, but I, if I was going to do that, I would have done it in, like, a different part of town where you can buy a bigger house and not spend a fortune on it. Um, so living here was, was her thing. But because we have more space, um, I got to do something that I was never able to do in my tiny home before. Uh, I had my first Costco experience this week. Ooh. How would you like that? Did you get the um, the hot dog and a Coke combo? Oh, dude. So we took the kids because my wife didn't want to go alone. Because she was – I was griping Sunday morning about the grocery budget line like I do every month. And then she was like, well, that sucks because the kids – they're, in, they're both growth spurting at the same time, and they've just been destroying the pantry. Like, literally Sunday, there was there was no food. We're, we're digging up the last can of tuna fish. Like, here, kid, eat this. We, we have no food. We got to go to the grocery. You cleaned us out. So she was making the list and getting ready to go to uh, the, the local grocery, and I was crying about how much money that was going to cost. And then I thought, wait, we've got space now. So we can never do the Costco thing at the old place because you didn't have anywhere to put bulk food, right? You could just only store a few rolls of, yeah. of paper towels. Um, yeah. Now we've got you know a whole room devoted just to storage, not to mention the big pantry and all the stuff. So it's like it's time. So I bought a Costco membership and I went with her because she didn't want to go the first time alone. Made the mistake of going on a Sunday. I know better than doing that now, uh, but. It was it was crazy. Uh, I had never been to Costco in my life, and uh, we quickly discovered it's a team sport. Uh, you have somebody <laughs> in the cart with the kids, and then you've got a runner who like leaves the base, grabs stuff, and comes back. Uh, the kids, we were worried it was about lunchtime, and we were talking about what we'll stop and get them lunch on the way home. Turns out they didn't need it because they were munching the free samples at the corner of every aisle. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> that's what I always did when I went to Sam's Club with my dad. Yeah. Sample day is the best day. Oh, they they like we left and we're like, so where do you want to get lunch? And they're like, we're we're not hungry anymore. So, uh, my son was drooling over the uh, the fifty five gallon container of goldfish. Uh, it's it, it. We barely fit everything in the Highlander, but now. Now I, we don't have to make uh, major grocery runs for, well, at the rate they're going, a couple weeks. But normally it'd be a couple months. Uh, the toilet paper that, like, you know, the 80-roll package. And like, oh, yeah, it's like $8 for all this. Uh, I'm very, very much more excited about Costco than someone my age should be. But No, people our age are the ones who get excited about going to Costco. I, I just... I, I did the math on the amount of money we were saving and we cut our grocery bill. Once you figure in the quantities by like more than I bet half. you giggled when you saw the total. Well, no, because <laughs> we bought a lot of stuff and we spent several hundred dollars. Yeah. But no, no, no. I meant on how much you saved. Oh yeah. I didn't figure that out till I got home and I was 
doing math versus what happens at the local grocery and you know, there's some stuff we still have to get there, right? You, you know, your staples, you, you probably don't want to buy a three month supply of milk. Um, so we, we, still run, we still run to the local store for, you know, those kind of things. But, uh, I think I've managed to more than half what we spend on groceries. So that helps, especially since my children are eating me out of house and home. I, I was with them Saturday cause the wife did a shift at the hospital and I fed them lunch for like two hours. I, I, I wanted to eat lunch, but every time I went to go make my sandwich, like one of those two was wanting something else. And so I just kept getting them more food and they, they just kept eating and eating and eating. <laughs> I, I don't know where it all went. Like you guys have seen my kids. They're, they're not big. Tiny. They're, they're tiny children. Where, where did they put it all? So I'm assuming that they're both in the midst of a growth spurt. So now I'm going to be buying a bunch of clothes in addition to all the groceries. Problem with kids. It's always something. Oh yeah. Well, at least your tax bill isn't high. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did show this to the wife and she was quick to, you know, highlight, but we're not paying for Catholic school. And I said, look at this tax bill. We are paying for Catholic school. <laughs> it costs the same. Uh yeah. So you used the school district to lure me out here thinking I'd save money on school tuition. And it turns out it's about gotcha. the same. <laughs> it's about the same. You pay it one way or the other. Same amount, less prestige. <laughs> is that what that is? Uh, I don't know about less prestige. Maybe. I guess it depends on who you ask. So the school district we moved to is, is like, if you're going to go to public school, this is this is the district to go to public school in. Yeah, I would say locally it would yeah. be equal or greater prestige, maybe out of state farther away. In this area. Especially in the, the lower the, the lower grade areas. You know, yeah. some of the local Catholic schools are fairly prestigious. But that tends to actually be uh, with a couple of the male ones. I well, don't know and that's mostly others. more about the football teams than the school itself. That is true. There, there's a uh, Catholic high school football rivalry here, John, that uh, it, it comes close to the, the college sports rivalries that we have. It gets there's a little like, intense. Two, I went to that. There, yeah, Catholic there's two Catholic high rivalry? schools. Are you into one of those, Bruce? Uh, Bruce went to one of them, yes. Uh, also, yes. Hmm. And so he knows firsthand about the religious war that is football. Hey, that explains I'm, so I mean, Specifically, much. I went to that game. Here oh. this year, like oh. it, was, it was fairly recently. Yeah, this game's so big that they have to play it where like the college teams have their tournament games. Yeah. It's, that sounds it's like high Texas high school football. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, it's at like the state. It's only two random Catholic schools. Um, yeah, they're. It, it's really big here. Um, however. Uh, I I wanted to send my kids through that system, and I'm not going to do that now. Uh, you know, there's people that live here, Bruce, that still send their kids to Catholic school, particularly the high schools. So, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, especially if their kids are planning on doing something local. 
if we don't uh, have any more kids, we, we thought about putting our girl into um, elementary school out here, one of the Catholic schools. Yeah. You can move up here with me, Scotty. It'll cost you the same. She wants to move out there, but I, I can't afford it. I'm not. Everybody with kids wants to move out here because of the darn school district. Right. But the reason the school district's so great is because of this here property tax bills. Right. I'm suddenly hey, glad my, we got a charter school within two miles of my house. My house is on the cheap end out here, so you could imagine some of those like really big homes where the, the people probably don't even have kids, but they're paying school taxes. The, the district here is very well funded, uh, and it's not really by me. Like I'm complaining, but most people here pay far, far, far more on their property taxes than I do. Jeez. Um, it's oh, but now, now they're. Uh, I told you guys they're building that uh, that low income apartment housing <clears throat> right out at the entrance to to this here into town. That that was was a, super read. stoked for that. Yeah. They're they're actually they're they're building it. It's not that he's they're trying to. It's that it's confirmed oh. to happen. Oh, so I mean, he's the, the developer's going through all the paperwork stuff, but there, there's nothing to really stop him because. The uh, the development is actually technically in the big city. It's right on the border with Uptown, where I live, and yeah. uh, oh, so the zoning and permitting decisions are all done by that big city council. Ooh, kinda... All of them are all about it, except for the two representatives who you know are from out here. So <laughs> the two that are actually going to be affected by it. <laughs> um, it's it's just fun watching the neighbors. The neighbors around here, like everybody's in quite quite a tizzy and i just kind of have to laugh because there, there's nothing to be done about it like there's it, it's gonna happen um so you may as well just accept it and not look like a complete ass in the process because yeah. nobody can get or well so nobody that makes the evening news when they're interviewing people they, they don't they don't show the people like me who just say eh they they've got to get the uh, the flagrantly racist rich old ladies to put on. The I don't want list. the pores over here. <laughs> oh, they got to get the people foaming at the mouth. That's good for oh, pores. Yeah. <laughs> There's been no minorities in this town for a hundred years. Why are we gonna start now? I don't think anybody has a problem with the minorities. I think they have a problem with the lower income. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, that's like well, Republican I, I'm sorry. I heard a lot of. I heard a lot of blah, 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 blah just then. So, <laughs> I hear you. That's that's Republican dog whistling in this town, and you know it. What? What do you mean by dog whistling? I mean, you say like welfare and low income housing and phrases like that. You're you're you. It's where you're able to say one thing, but your constituents are hearing what you really mean. And then well, also act offended when the other person says what you were implying. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm not offended. I'm just clarifying. And when <laughs> issue that I have, issue that I have has nothing at all to do with race. It has more to do with crime that follows lower income. Now I'm not in that part of town. I don't have a dog in that fight. But yeah. Fact of the matter is, lower income. There's 
you know. Probably. I don't really have a dog in that fight either because I actually live like out in the next county. Like I'm far enough away from that that it's really just not that big of a deal. But the people who live like the the local basketball coach that made a bunch of money and some mm-hmm. other famous local individuals, they all live like right there. Yeah. In that border area and they're, you know, ten to forty million dollar estates and their new neighbors are all gonna be, you know, low income housing. I had a buddy in- <laughs> my, my my little internal cult of typhon is happy about this development. Yes. Buddy man installed Have you cable seen the local restaurant. What? A buddy man installed cable at that guy's house and that coach. Uh took him two days to do it all. Uh, oh, he said it's set up like a Greek villa. Yeah, statues yeah. and all. There's there's a lot of those homes like that. Um, sometimes when traffic is backed up, I cut through uh, that particular road because I can get around it. And so I drive back through there and just think, you know, at what point? These are single family residences. Like I guess mm-hmm. if you have you know servants and butlers and whatnot that live there too, it makes sense. But like, at what point is is the, it, they're just too much space? Like you've got your basketball court, you got like your separate gym, and uh, Downton Abbey going on over there, or what? Bowling alley. Yeah. It's you. Well, you've got the bowling alley. You've got the indoor bicycle track. Like, do you really need the other sixty thousand square feet? Like, is it really necessary? And I'm going to hold my 17 cars, Harlan. Oh, well, so I do know a, a guy out there who he does have a uh, it's a 36-car garage. He collects old classic cars. and 36 cars? Is he Jay Leno? Uh, sort of. Not nearly yeah. enough for Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, but he, you know, he built that, and he doesn't live in his garage. Like, it's actually... On a on the other end, because he owns a lot of land, and it's like off on the other side, it's like this big warehouse garage thing where he keeps all these cars. His house isn't really that much larger than mine, because he's like, why, why, why do I need that? Like, you know, it's me and the wife and the kids right. come occasionally with a grandkid. Like, there's, what's the point of having the forty thousand foot house? So he is still practical, despite. Yeah, he's also a. Uh, He's also one of my people, so that kind of makes sense. Um, <laughs> a, a lawyer? Yes. Actually, no, he was a pharmacist. He owned a uh, very large chain of pharmacies all over the country. and huh. Really swell guy. He's retired now, and he likes to collect antique cars. And that I mean, man's got to have a hobby, I guess. But that's so, what I mean. If you got that kind of money... Like, why wouldn't you do something like that instead of spending it on some of these houses? But I guess that uh, people want what they want. I just don't understand it. So, Harlan, speaking of your people, and I don't, and I, I, I don't mean the attorneys. I'm surrounded by those all day. Oh, you said my people. I thought you said my vehicle. I was like, wait, you about to crack on my car? The no, car that you left the Starbucks in that I didn't know was there till it started growing mold? Sorry, you forgot about that. Shows well, you how often happens. I clean out my car. I'll point out that's what happens when we go into a recording studio. Somebody brings in twelve bottles of liquor, and then all you assholes put them right in front of me. <laughs> Not saying I didn't appreciate that, but I forget my coffee. No, I, uh, actually, so I I ended up swapping out the windshield on my motorcycle, and I put it up on our like a uh, uh, Facebook classified or whatever, and got pinged by a guy 
was about an hour away and wanted to come pick it up. So I had him pick it up. Uh, he's like, where do you want to meet? So I gave him the address of my, my lodge because, you know, it's convenient for me. It's five miles north of my house and, you know, it's my second home. We're sitting there bullshitting a little bit after we uh, do the exchange. And he says, oh, are you a Mason? And I'm actually wearing them under my hats. I'm like, yeah, this is my lodge. He goes, oh, I've got a bunch of friends that are Masons, but they never asked me to join. And I go through the whole, you know, we can't ask. You have to, you have to ask mm-hmm. kind of thing. He goes, well, I always joke with them. I said, I'm Jewish, so we control far more of the world than they do anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to which I could not stop laughing. I thought I was going to pee. That's why uh, Harlan's both. Oh, and the and the lawyer. That's the old uh, classic trifecta. Uh, my my favorite guy with the Libertarian Hedrick. Party, with his rants about you know the world's problems are all rooted in the uh, the the lawyers, the Freemasons, and the Jews. <laughs> so I'm, I must be like the Antichrist, I guess. You're a pinnacle in his book. Is Although he I thought Harlan. Uh, about the problem with the world or about who runs the world? Because those are two separate things. Yes. Um, I may be the, the, <laughs> the cross-section of, of everyone's ills, but I definitely have no hand in running the world. Um, if I did, well, it wouldn't be such a big deal to... This would be a bigger podcast. Yeah. You would say the same <laughs> thing even if you did. Scotty's going to burn on the show that he's on. I'll have you know, sir, that our listener base has tripled since the beginning. We now have 21 listeners. I used to be just a listener. And we have at least one from Australia. Hey. (laughs) You know, we haven't we haven't heard from that guy in a while, but uh, the the new website has a uh the website's got a contact form. I'm gonna create a special John option just for that guy. Speaking of which, speaking of which, we should actually bring listeners in on what what they want to hear us talk about, other than just our BS. Well, yeah, no. So that's uh, that's that's a good point. It's uh, other than the attorney what? bitching about his property taxes. Right. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. You know. I, I it comes with the territory. Like I, what else am I going to complain about? I have beautiful children and a wife that puts up with me. I, you know, I'm running out of things to to kvetch about. I have you guys for friends. I guess I could complain about that. I would. I complain about me all the time. <laughs> and you wouldn't have anybody to complain to. It's a vicious uh, circle. I mean, I'm going to see tomorrow night. I complain to us about It's like us. an abusive relationship. We can just beat him. He keeps coming back. I can come up with some things for you tomorrow night if you want. Oh, I can complain to uh, to Scotty's Lodge Brothers. And, uh, yeah. Actually, that's a good idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start recounting my wrongs to them tomorrow. They're going to know all about you, Scotty. Well, since I know what chair you're sitting in, I, I got some thumbtacks that I can take. You had to get in line. Everybody <laughs> tries that every time I do a degree. Mm. Harlan's entire butt is a one-inch Scotty, pallet. liquid nitrogen. Works a lot better. Whew. John, he doesn't need your help. <laughs> I have certain gifts. I'm trying to share them. <laughs> uh, we all have our blessings. 
you guys, you guys are my blessing. Yeah. Blessings. Oh. Ooh. I'll say I love you, brothers. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so they're going to be able to chime in on what they want us to talk about, or how's that going to work? Yeah, that would actually be a really good idea. Like, hey, if you have show topics, send us a message. Well, we've been begging for that for five years, and if you want to hear five nippleheads dither on about a subject, please type it in here. Yes. And hit end. Yeah. Um. You you kind of gotta know what you're getting into. We've, um, spoke, we've spoken about banana hammocks on the show. I think we're pretty good with <laughs> just kind of opening up the gates. Yeah, you're asking for input from people who listen to this show by choice. <laughs> I mean, you got to know know who you're dealing with. I'll yeah, talk about literally anything. That's true, Bruce. Bruce has no conversational shame. I don't have any real life shame either. <laughs> How, how's that, that? I thought that's a requisite to get on this show. I right. thought you were I thought you were Catholic. Isn't your whole like existence built on shame? Well, my childhood was. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Guilt. <laughs> if it feels oh, good, it's wrong. There you go. Guilt is not the same as guilt, shame. Not shame. Got it. Yeah, it okay, yeah, that's the difference. As long as you feel guilty about it, then it's okay. Oh. Mm. Oh, I could Sounds about right. I could write so many blank checks with that. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see a um a Catholic priest come on this show, and then we, we, we basically one sort of. God, well, he's not Catholic, Catholic, not Roman Catholic. God, yeah. no! Why would I do that to myself? So that's, that's that's just it. I'd love to see a Roman Catholic come on here and actually, actually, like, uh, try to convert? break down. Well, no, we'll see. Like, I know that the the rules with the actual Vatican. They're against Freemasonry, but just a ditch. Against but every single bit of us, but but every word. single priest that I have met in real life, I tell them about it. They're like, "That's nothing wrong with it." And I'm like, well, "What?" Yeah, none of them in the United States care. Once you get back over to the other side of the pond, oh, it's apparently it's real nasty in South America. Oh yeah, no, yeah, South America. Cool. Well, to be fair, in South America, the age-old Mason versus church contest is kind of still a thing. Like, you know, the church still has enormous sway. and Well, they're still pissed. Simon Bolivar was one of ours, so meh. There, there are plenty. There are plenty of American Catholics, not priests necessarily, but Catholics that think that Freemasonry it wants to bring down the Catholic Church. Like, there's some cabal of Freemasons infiltrating the church to bring it down from the inside. And I'm just like, we fucking do pancakes. Well, we're bringing down the church from the inside one pancake I, breakfast at a time. We're I, think down the I think there's a past tense thing with that. Like the, Any of the Masonic literature about the church is just kind of non-applicable anymore because the church isn't the government. Yeah, I think the, the grievances that our ancient brethren professed don't really... Uh, I, they succeeded. The, the church they had beef with is, is not really a thing anymore. Yeah. At least not in the Western world. Well, 
that's according to us. But I know for a fact they still think that today. They do. And the church does. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I know. My, I, right I, I remember yeah. when I told my dad, mm-hmm. who's a lifelong Catholic, that I was a Freemason. I got the dirtiest look I think I've ever gotten from him. He didn't say anything, but he just mm. gave me this look like, oh, well, so much for my son getting into heaven. But did you die? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I remember Bruce, my... you... No, go ahead, Scotty. I was just—I heard Bruce say something, but I didn't hear him. Uh, that's... The moment has uh, passed. Oh, okay. Go ahead, John. Bruce. Sorry. No, I remember my dad was raised Catholic and was booted out of his church when he got his divorce from his first wife. And uh, mm. when I joined the Freemasons, he's like, well, you know, keep in mind, you're kind of paying to have your friends. I'm like, well, my normal friends are expensive anyway, so what's the difference? And then when I later converted Catholicism after I joined the church, <laughs> he was like, careful, the church is full of bullshit. <laughs> So Sounds like, like your dad was uh, pretty sharp. Yeah, well, you know, should have listened angry, to him and angry and and you know everything else. But he had his moments, bad half hours. So did he say something? Uh, did he say that uh, keep pay, you're paying to have friends at yeah, Freemasonry? Yeah, because yeah, he equated it to because uh, his his knowledge of the craft was limited because he was raised in a staunchly Catholic family, and that was a no no. Mm. I mean, he equated it to Greek fraternities in college. He's not fully wrong. No, I mean, well, I I mean, I don't have any friends outside the craft, and if I quit paying money, I'm sure you guys would quickly write me off. So, who are you? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I still not true, Harlan. I would visit you as frequently as I do now. I honestly think of I think of uh, my dues to lodge is just like paying towards the, the clubhouse essentially. Yeah. You know, I'm not paying for my friends. I'm paying so I can keep this show on the road. Yeah. Okay, Charlie Sheen, and you also don't pay the escort for sex. You pay her to go away when it's over, right? Like, tell yourself whatever you want. We all know what you're doing. His face says. <laughs> Do I really know what I'm doing? You may not know, but that doesn't change what's happening. You're paying for friends like the rest of us. Well, that's not how I like to think of it. What I like to think of well, it is sure. keeping the lights on. And, and you like to think that the special ladies spending time with you because of your sophisticated wit and not because of your income earning. That's why you spend time with me. <laughs> I believe we're not abort, Harlan, abort. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. All right. Is your wife listening? Bingo uh, fuel. No. Bingo fuel. Pull out. <laughs> but you know, Scotty, <laughs> what we're about to discuss will get us expelled in Tennessee. So let's uh, <laughs> let's just not. <sighs> we're we're still on the air. Oh, speaking of Tennessee, Wait. there was Wait, just a picture. Gonna... On Reddit about the um, the, uh, the Scottish right friendship Prince Hall, Prince Hall yeah. thing, yeah, that was yeah. Neat. No, congratulations to those guys. That was uh, uh, that that was a big thing, actually. I can't believe I forgot to throw that on the uh, on the agenda. 
There's that an agenda. Awesome to see. Yeah, uh, it is now better. It it is now better to be a black Freemason in Tennessee than it is to be gay. Nice. But you know, <laughs> progress is progress, right? And that's. that's uh, I mean, we can we can chide our Tennessee brethren on any other occasion, but you kind of got to give them props when props are due. Um, yeah, that is true. I mean, that's, now that's, w- w- let's keep putting the lumber to uh, Arkansas because you know that's just. You should. Can we just forget about Kansas? No, that's Arkansas. what the rest of the world did. Wait, what's wrong oh. with Kansas? And Arkansas. No, no. Arkansas. 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 What's wrong with Arkansas? Hold Everything. on. <laughs> Here we go. Scotty, we're going to need you to go uh, check out, uh, I guess, check out Hodap's blog for a few hours. Oh, is that the one that got all the grand launch, got expelled? Oh yeah. No, the Grand Lodge started doing. Well, the no, they also expelled the Grand Lodge and Grand Lodge people and regular Lodge people and some people who weren't even in Lodge anymore. It's you can't expel me. <laughs> I expel you. Back in Memorial Day weekend, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was sitting here thinking, like, I wonder if there's a lodge I can go to. And they didn't have a website, but they had a Facebook page. So <laughs> I messaged the Facebook page. The guy, yeah, the guy was very quick to get back to me, and he told me that there was a lodge. The next lodge I met, it was like forty minutes away, and I was not familiar with the tent. So I was like, "Nah, all right, well, thanks for checking." But uh, they were nice enough to get back to me at least. It's uh probably for the best. Well, I was visiting my <laughs> in-laws. I was trying to get out of there. So it sounds like you were already having a rough time. It, oh yeah, it worked out for the best. And then with a toddler in the back seat of a car with a what eight to ten hour drive, yeah. Oh, you could have visited the shrine down in Arkansas. Oh wait, yeah, they can't talk to Masons anymore apparently, according to the Grand Lodge. <laughs> I'm also not a Shriner. Yeah, I don't think uh, any of us are except for John. Don't judge. I thought about joining. Oh, I'm judging. I'm, I'm I am judging. still a Shriner because my. Dearest friend is on the divan. I got three more years till he's potentate and done. And oh, I- I'm not judging you for being a shriner. I- I've got way too much other evidence to go on. I I don't care about the shrine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know I'm only hesitate hesitating to join the shrine because my uh, I'm waiting for my brother liver? to get his master mason degree. My liver? No, I, that's we don't have to worry about that Irish Catholic <laughs> background. Uh, yeah, but um, my brother's going through um, hopefully soon on his master mason degree. Not tomorrow night, but uh, he cuts grass during the summer. So uh, he's got his own little business. So now that that's scaling back, he's starting to get back up there, get his lecture and done. I think y'all to show up. I'm amazed he said any work. He said some. A lot. Well, people having bushes trimmed and pulled oh, wow. out and uh-huh. all kinds of crap. <laughs> I was wondering if somebody's going to take that ball. I was going to leave it alone. Uh, it wasn't a burning bush. Well, we were just talking about the Irish. So Hodep used to have like a. a, a, a... <laughs> it spoke ready. to me. It spoke to me. The burning bush. <laughs> <sighs> What were you saying, John? Uh, or no, that was Jeffro. Oh, my, yeah. I have no train of thought left. I'm no, 
Bruce. I'm just going to so, sit back here and stare at the School of Athens over my shoulder and just sort some shit out. <laughs> we might have to give Harlan a minute to regain his composure. <laughs> I, uh, it's not like he said stinky winky, Harlan. <laughs> no, we don't We don't speak of that anymore. <laughs> go, go ahead, Jeffro. I will uh, never Harlan's not. Trying not to piddle. <laughs> when the Irishman starts talking about the burning bush, I just... Yeah, <laughs> gotta trim the burning bush. Yeah, but now that now that the, his landscaping stuff is scaling back, though, he's getting his um, he's already got his fellow craft degree, and um, he's oh, up to. I think he's. God, I think he's. <laughs> I think he's up to the obligation. So um, we'll we'll just have to. Do the freckles burn? <laughs> What? Do the freckles burn? Your face is probably burning as red as it is. That is an interesting shade. I, I, uh, Harlan, I've, I can't see. These are, these are, uh, I'm sweating. And his shirt is pink. (laughs) I'm sweating out my eyes. For, for everybody that's not watching, imagine taking a big hit of laughing gas and then taking a shot straight into the beanbag. Uh, that's kind of what the look on Harlan's face is right now uh, it's just more funny because I think it's all going over Scotty's head no I get it no I I understand I get the joke he's just taking the ball and just ignoring it Uh, well can you blame him no he's waiting on his he's waiting on his brother to trim the bush it's it's fine Sorry, so Scotty. You, you I, right. I never really grew up. I I just got older. That's uh. No man. No, uh, I still have the twelve-year-old humor. Uh, no, I get it. I'm with you. Uh, I too like redheads. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking God. about that. <laughs> okay. And then that's the After Lodge podcast, you guys. This is basically how it works after Lodge. Everybody keeps saying things until I break, and then and they make fun of and me. And we call it a night. Yeah. I can't so compose Jeff- myself. Jeffro, you are going to say something about Hodap's blog. Oh, well, it's long past, you know, it's about Arkansas. Because he used to have a, a, a page dedicated to just a list of articles about the BS going around in Arkansas and who's pulled recognition, which is apparently still quite a few states. And I can't find that page anymore. But I can just search Freemasons for Dummies, Arkansas. The server probably split in half. <laughs> he moved it over to Fireside today. That would explain a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, well... Fellers, it sounds like we are uh, sputtering and running out of coffee. No, yeah. just just because you about gave yourself a stroke. I didn't do it to myself. It was all Scotty. It was all the burning bush. Yes. <laughs> it was my favorite restaurant before it closed. Well, is that, they said the burning bush is supposed to be an echinacea tree. An acacia so, tree? An acacia yeah. or echinacea? You, you knew what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for colds. Here, rub it a little bit around. The, the trees that the goats like to climb in? 
I'm sorry, acacia tree. This was, uh, and they said because um, it could have been um, when it was on fire because like a brush fire and it caused uh, Moses to have a, tr a trip from all the DMT he was inhaling. The teacher be tripping. Wouldn't be the first guy to say that. Um, it's great yeah. commentary there, Harlan. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm out of ammunition for the night. Medic. Yeah, Not a little bit too deep of a subject for the tail end of this. <laughs> that needs to be the lead off, not the clean up. I'm I'm still lost in the bush. Hell, I called it the uh, you echinacea, the echinacea tree. This. Oh Welcome boy! If you cut a limb <laughs> off a burning bush, does the limb keep burning as it's on the ground, or is the flame somehow ethereally attached to the bush? Because the bush obviously doesn't burn. Well, no, it just These has the right coloring. Questions. Uh, so, Scotty, when, <laughs> when are you? When are you gonna have uh, have your brother on the show so we can uh, we can ask him about his uh, bush trimming business? Yeah, we should actually. I think he has a whole lot of questions too when it comes to uh, everything up to the fellow craft and like kind of protocol things like why do we do this? Why do we do that? I think it'd be really neat to get somebody in here that's not a master mason, um, and maybe started. somebody that's kind of new. Well, we yeah. brought. Uh, Bruce, who, who did we bring on right after they became fellow crafts? It was Nipples. We brought Nipples on as a fellow craft. Yeah, but... Yeah, it was forever ago. Yeah, and it wasn't very constructive. It mostly devolved into Jason telling him how he's messing up his life. <laughs> it was honestly probably more helpful for Nipples than anybody else listening. <laughs> I don't know. We People seem to really enjoy that that episode. Um, I'm trying to look up the number. Oh, he's the a one entitled guy, like Goofy. The one entitled Fellow Craft Nipples. Um, uh, episode 94 from uh, October 2015. Going back a ways. Yeah, well, he was a Fellow Craft a long time ago. He's he's been he's an EA for a long time. Th that's true. He's been around the lodge a lot longer he than he was a Fellow Craft. On our before our ninety fourth episode of this show, he joined Masonry before I did. Oh yeah, yeah. He was an EA before me. To be fair, it was all Jason's fault. Which part? Him coming all in? Yes. All of it. Yeah. Or me yes. coming in? Yeah. Uh, that too. For yes. this show. Uh, also, yes. All of these yes. things, but. You know, without Jason taking this show by the reins, and could, so I had the idea to do a podcast. But what the show became was because of Jason, for better or for worse. Because if it left to my own devices, well, this would have been the roundtable, and we would be paying for exactly. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so I'm not saying that's good or bad, but it's. The same as everything else out there. <laughs> well, I'm the same as everything else out there. But this show isn't. You guys. 
Wars. And you are this well, show. You, you are you. You don't have your own identity anymore. I mean, you will here in like two more episodes, but before that, you don't. Wait, what's happening? In t- oh, wait, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been trying to put that out of my mind. I'm sorry, did you forget for a minute? I, I just... I didn't forget. I was conscious, unconsciously choosing not to think about it. Never mind. Speaking of abject failures, when am I coming back down there again? <laughs> you need to do it a non-Monday night. Monday nights are just tough for me. As soon as we can get you and stowed away in another FedEx plane. I'm actually making better money than I was, so I might actually be able to upgrade to first class rather than have you guys fly me ferret. <laughs> Holiday weekend would be best for everybody, I think. Well, except for the ticket prices, but yeah. And so much holiday, too. Yeah. Thanksgiving like might be tough. Drive. I mean, you want to come down for Thanksgiving, we'll, we'll feed you. That's true. Yeah, and then I wouldn't be... The locks would be changed when I got home. Well, you wouldn't need to go back, though. Like, you just stay here. You what are you going to miss? selling point. Your kids? <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, I You'll get visitation free. rights eventually. <laughs> Actually, I know a, I know a, uh, well, I know a lawyer in your part of the country. I don't, I don't know if he's any good, but I know of one. Huh. <laughs> I've never actually talked to uh, Nick, our buddy, uh, about <laughs> work. He uh, he no longer works in the public sector. He has now gone over to the private. Oh, good. But he's still hmm. practicing law, right? No. Really? Really? No. What's huh. he? Well, we're going to have to get him back on the show so we can catch up. Yeah, good luck on that. Getting him tacked down is tricky, but that'd be interesting. Yeah, the few times we've had him on the show has been the product of weeks of effort and rescheduling. So that's that's true. I'll, although I'm not sure. get Hodap on the show. Oh, just twist the knife, all right? <laughs> you know, you know, you know pull, pulling a favor. There's now a retired uh, uh, Grand Commander who, you know, doesn't have anything to lose. Well, you know, you know John, we're always... Uh, Open to uh, to guests on the After Lodge Roadshow. Why don't you uh, make that happen? Wait, come down with a, a entourage of people? Sure. Wait, <laughs> no. People, yes. Moose has to stay. Well, how are they supposed to get here? Cars don't go that far. Ride something that's not a moose. You're no fun. There's too you much. guys have you guys have like buffalo up there, don't you? Can you ride one of those? <laughs> we have some, not like the Dakotas, and uh, I I wouldn't try to ride one. <laughs> My bravery has limits. I would. That'd be fun. The Texans do it. Yeah, uh-huh. you'd hurt the moose, Jeffro. <laughs> moose jerky. Okay. Okay, John, you got to come back. I, I forgot the uh, the several days of 
of John Isms. Oh, one of the best times of my life is when Jeff, when Jeff called him out for the small amount he had been drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I basically showed up. Oh, God, up. I remember that. Was that when I basically showed up and said, uh, I've been drinking the whole time on the plane. I'm kind of blitzed right now. And also, I'm the size of your thigh. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm the size yeah, of your life. Yeah. Oh, you got very defensive was, about being I, called out on here. I'm about this much short of six feet tall, and I'm 190 pounds-ish now. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever heard John sound insulted, but it must be an Irish thing. Like, he took that rather personally. Well, it's like the first time Jeff saw me. Huh, you're taller than I thought. Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> My defense had only ever seen you sitting down. <laughs> there, yeah. he, he was a government worker <clears throat> it's a gift uh, I utilize my fifth point of contact like no other man fair enough it's good work if you can get it and you <laughs> gave it up <laughs> yeah because you know what I like getting paid you were, weren't you going to get a pension, though? Because <laughs> maybe. Well, you do have to trust the the state to you know be around to pay you. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Libertarian phone line one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm. Uh, I was looking at my retirement stuff last week, and then uh, my. Google phone decided to refer me to an article that uh, Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary for you uh, non Shark Tank fans out there. Uh, and I read that about, you know, millennials and retirement and whatever. And then I started questioning, why do we even try? I'm going to be greeting at Walmart until I die. That's, uh, that's my future. So. Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> maybe you'll have a better one than me, John. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, be I'm gonna bartend- I don't know what you're bitching about. I'm gonna be a bartender. Well, but that sounds more exciting than me just sitting in the lobby at Walmart telling people to get their crap and get out. John, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually um, thought about my retirement job being running a uh, a pub. Kind of kicking that around. That'd be awesome. I, I, I would do that, but I'm also the guy that'd be walking around in the bar with a shillelagh in my hand, and anytime I see somebody with a man bun, I just fucking take their block off their well, shoulders. The, oh, you know, you don't go into that bar. That would be fun, we can, too. We can talk about another another show, but it was one, I want it to be fraternally themed. And actually, Yeah, you're going to have trouble else. with that around here. That's all right. Oh, I'll yeah. wait. They'll die eventually. Well, I was going to say with the fraternal theming in your business. <laughs> How's that Eastern Star Bar going to look? No, no. <laughs> no. So you know, John. How, you know how the show, you know how the show Lodge 40, 48 or 49, what is it? 42. Oh, yeah. Lodge 42. Okay, yeah, I forgot. Let's just look past John's burn on our lodge so I don't have to be mad. They, they kind of... Uh, <clears throat> They kind of glaze over a lot of different traditions from various organizations. I just thought it'd be kind of interesting to uh, to have a bar that's just set up with all kinds of little esoteric things posted and um, be able to host meetings and whatnot there. 
This is the Rosicrucian room. Well, <laughs> over here's the Shriner Vomitorium. Bruce and I uh, ate breakfast at a hippie commune that kind of had that going. I mean, what? Oh, yeah. The place was cool. <clears throat> it's just this old dude who uh, just decided to retire and, I guess, open a breakfast place. And... Trader Joe's is not a hippie commune. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this was this was a real thing, like out in the middle of nowhere. It's close. This is not that. Okay. This, uh, this guy, uh, I guess, randomly preached on Sundays, and we just happened to be there on a Sunday. And like, like we're just all outside. We all go go inside and get our breakfast and stuff. And then we go outside and we're just sitting on there. They have this giant covered patio with a whole bunch of <laughs> next to a nudist school bus, <laughs> right? Like a bus, and there's a bunch of uh, spray paint, and, you know, typical hippie stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, like this religious type stuff starts coming up on the screen, and we're looking at our clocks, and it's like. 10 minutes till noon or something like that. And a bunch of people start sitting around this podium and we're like, wait, sir, like the guy who just cooked our food is going to come out and preach. What, what is happening? It was oh, yeah. bizarre. Yeah. A big sign over the register that said, be nice or get out. <laughs> we actually have it over here. Oh, just the, just the eclectic collection of stuff is what made me think of it. Scotty he had all this, uh, just all this random I don't know how else to describe it. I like that, but if I open my basically like the walls of an Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. But all hippie themed. Well, kinda. Yes. (laughs) All Birkenstock posters and. (laughs) Yeah, like they they really had a school bus that was uh, like repainted, and it was some nudist colony school bus that. See, you said you said nudist school bus, and I'm like in my head, I have to go. Does that mean it's a school bus full of nudists? Or is it a school for nudists who brought their bus? Oh it, no, <laughs> no, no, no! This is this is just an old school bus. It's like part of the fixture. Like there's there's just a school bus. It's like part of the the little breakfast place. They have a school nice. bus that this I guess a, at one time was place? used for nudists. Uh, no, not uh, quasi local. A couple hours away. <clears throat> <clears throat> See, and you said the sign where it says "Be nice and get out." I like that, except for if I did a bar, I'd have the sign from the movie Desperado, the flashing neon sign in the back that says "The customer's always wrong." It's nice. Yeah, this guy it's was. It's sure. This guy was far too nice for that. Um, it was <sighs> probably one of the most interesting places I've consumed a meal. Just because. Sadly, <laughs> the food was not that great. No, it wasn't. But well, well, my whole thing like is, it sounds like it makes up for the you know the atmosphere makes up for I, the food. I was yeah. hung over enough that I was just That's grateful for something to soak it up. Right. I've, my whole thing is in this in this town in big town here. Um, there's been a lot of old churches converted over into bars and restaurants. My thought was is there that are. finding a Oh, oh yeah. There's. I'll tell you about them later. But yeah. my thought was finding a old Masonic lodge and converting it over to a bar and grill type restaurant, but keeping the mystique around the secrets and all that. Why not? Keep, you can do that keeping now. Keeping some of the furniture and that sort of thing. 
you missed out on the uh, on the old lodge. There was one uh, across the river. I think somebody just moved into it, like turned it into a house. You did but... it right. You could find one with a back room or an upstairs or something that you could make into a lodge. Right. And then my idea was is sure. that you could have, um, you know, you could move your charter there for the night, have a meeting, have, um, uh, you can even have uh, festive boards and whatnot, you know. You know, Marshall's brother runs a bar. I bet he's got all the insight on the ins and outs of that. Yeah, well, you know, like... That's the worst idea you've ever had, Scotty. I like it. Yeah, well, I actually <laughs> drew up a diagram of it, but I can share that with you another time. How I wanted to have it laid out. Well, fellas, I suppose we're going to have to be uh, getting off the air. Yeah, I'd say it's about that time. Um because we just suddenly changed gears like that. This is the uh, Attention Deficit Disorder Lodge podcast. Squirrel! Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? It's late. Uh, you guys got some Adderall? <laughs> no, really. Uh, yeah. Let's talk after the show. So... <laughs> Uh, does anybody have any parting words before we turn off the coffee and lock the doors? Never trust a fart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just asked for random parting words. I'm not just solid advice. Hey. I'd like to uh, figure out how to close with that video of Snoop Dogg talking about how Martha Stewart is more thug than 69. Um, unfortunately, I can't find it, so... I guess on that note, thanks for listening to episode 228 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at our newly formatted website at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with some of us sometimes on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign, Freemasonry. Um, for our friends from Australia, uh, we'll have a quick way for you to get in touch with John at your leisure. And, uh, for the rest of you, you can find us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So until next week, brothers, we'll see you then. Later. Slancha. <laughs>